The Reverend Alistair Begg, who is a senior pastor of Parkside Church in Cleveland, Ohio, Ohio, says this of the Word of God and of our responsibility and great privilege to read it, to study it, and to share it. He says, if you are a gospel believer, you are a gospel herald. The only question is, how effective a herald are you? We cannot replace the God-given message of the cross with our own views. If we get caught up in the desire to impress others, then we will quickly neglect what is most important. He goes on to say, we are meant to go into the throne room of the king to receive his message and then to enter our various spheres of influence and to share what the king has said. Nothing more and nothing less. Alistair Begg goes on to quote another commentator and preacher, well-known commentator, John Stott, who said, every authentic Christian ministry begins here with the conviction that we have been called to handle God's word as its guardians and heralds. We must not be satisfied with rumors of God as a substitute for the good news from God. And as we turn this morning to Psalm 119, the psalmist is reminding us of the relevance and of the excellence and of the importance of the Word of God. Before we look at some of the verses that I read from earlier, I want us to note a verse earlier on in the psalm. Verse 19 in the third stanza. Where the psalmist there says, I am a stranger in the earth. I am a stranger in the earth, says the psalmist. And we could say that he recognized that he was a stranger in at least two different ways. First of all, in the sense that as one who trusted the Lord and who sought to follow the Lord's way in life, that he was often at odds with the ways and the prevailing culture 
of the world in which he lived. The psalmist was living in a society which really had little or no time for the things of God, as we are too. And as a result, he was often looked upon as being out of step with the world's views and thinking. And so in that sense, he was a stranger. But in another sense, he was also a stranger in that he knew that his life in this world would not last forever. That death is the destiny of every person. And that no one can save himself or herself from the power of the grave. In this second application of his acknowledgement of himself as a stranger, he is recognizing, I think, that he is a a traveler, that he is on a journey, on a pilgrimage, and that that journey or pilgrimage will end when, in a physical sense, he dies and leaves the scene of time. Like the psalmist, we are all on a journey a journey through life. My own personal journey started way back in the mid-1950s, of course, when I was born in the Mid-Ulster Hospital in Macrofelt, County Londonderry. My journey continued as I grew up in my childhood days, living just outside the town of Kirkstown in County Tyrone. My journey took a dramatic change when 47 years ago I got married and went to live at that time in the town of Dungannon. In time, my journey here in this world took me and my family back to County Londonderry in 1991 to the village of Balachi, where we served there in the church, along with the congregation of Nochlochram for just over seven years. And then now, over 25 years ago, Our journey in life brought us as a family to Kalibaki, just across the way, to minister in Cunningham Memorial Presbyterian Church. And then, just over three and a half years ago now, retirement took us to live in the town of Port Stewart. Now in all of those years, where the place of residence has from time to time changed, but never changed dramatically with respect to distance and or geography, because Northern Ireland is of course a very small place, 
There have, however, been occasions when we've had the privilege to go beyond the, the counties of Northern Ireland already mentioned to different places in Ireland and beyond and all of those experiences and trips and tours are part of my journey, part of my pilgrimage through life. In many ways, it's a fairly modest journey compared maybe to, to other people who travel quite extensively and who may have lived for some considerable time in one or more far-off country because of their work commitments and the like. Our journeys are all different. You all here this morning, you have different journeys. And as we travel, we have our own personal hopes and ambitions and aspirations, all of which are, are coupled with our fears and our concerns and our worries. And in the midst of all, God is calling us as he used the prophet Haggai to call the people in his day. He is calling us to consider our ways. To consider what it is we are living for. To consider what our chief goal in life is. To consider what our end will be. When our journey here in this world ceases. For in this sense, like the psalmist, we are strangers. And so God calls us to consider what we will do and how we will respond to his love as expressed in his Son, our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, I, I mention all of this this morning because the psalmist in, in verse 54 of our reading from Psalm 119 refers to his pilgrimage and journey through life. And he says, Your statutes have been my songs in the house of my pilgrimage. In actual fact, he is really saying here that God's word is his song wherever he goes. God's word is his song wherever he lodges. In the journey of his life, God's word is the new song in his mouth and the joy of his heart. The psalmist sees himself as a pilgrim and a pilgrim is one who is on the move, one who is traveling from one place to another. And as he travels, the psalmist is acutely aware of the fact that this world in which he is now living is not the only world which he will ever experience. 
for he knows that he is on a pilgrimage to heaven and to the house of the Lord, to the place of the many mansions. You see, here in this world, we have no permanent resting place. No permanent resting place for the soles of our feet. No true home. For we nightly pitch our moving tent a day's march nearer home. And one day we will strike our tents for the very last time on earth and be ushered and welcomed into our heavenly home in the land where the day never fades. This morning, as we recognize and acknowledge the pilgrimage of life that we are all on, and as the psalmist here recognized that he was on too, can you say with confidence and with assurance that you are indeed marching to a heavenly home and that you are so marching because in repentance and in faith you have been saved and you have received the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. I look back over the years of my journey thus far. And I would safely say that 40 plus years ago, I never dreamt for one minute that I would become a minister in the Presbyterian Church in Ireland. But that I was led to become because of crucial moments in my life's journey. Becoming a Christian by acknowledging my need of Christ, repenting of my sin, and giving my life to him in faith marked a significant turning point in my life's journey. Yes, it was a time when, when I decisively accepted Christ as my Savior. But in looking back from where I am today, prior to that time, I can see how God was working in my life primarily through his word and through his people and through circumstances to bring me to the place where I gave consideration to my ways and to my relationship with God and indeed to the realization that no longer could I resist 
his effectual call. The Shorter Catechism explains to us what the effectual call is. Effectual calling is the work of God's Spirit, whereby convincing us of our sin and misery, enlightening our minds in the knowledge of Christ and renewing our wills, he doth persuade and enable us to embrace Jesus Christ freely offered to us in the gospel. And what a wonderful time that was in my life when aged 26 I was converted and led to faith in Christ. And praise be to God for not only did he call me at that time to faith, but he also called my wife, Helen. And together, we stepped out along the Christian journey. At that time in our lives, going to church was something that we did perhaps more out of a sense of duty than delight. But after we were saved, going to church was a delight. Being involved in the work of our congregation in Dungannon Presbyterian Church was something that we knew we just wanted to do. A significant change in the journey of our lives. And a change in a moment that no doubt many of you here this morning, you too have experienced. But maybe a moment and a time, the moment and the time of salvation, that some of you here this morning have not yet experienced. And God is speaking to you. He is calling on you to consider your ways and to in faith receive his Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, as your Savior, Lord, and friend, and thus begin a new chapter in the journey of your life. A new chapter that will enable you to stand with the psalmist as we find him here in Psalm 119 and in verse 54 and be able to say to God, your word, your statutes are my songs in the house of my pilgrimage. And why was the psalmist singing? He was singing because the Lord had saved him. Psalmist's testimony in Psalm 40, verse 3, was that the Lord had put a new song into his mouth, a new hymn of praise to the Lord God Almighty. As we journey, we often sing, don't we? Soldiers in the past marching off to war have been heard singing 
Children may sing as they travel in a car or bus, protesters marching for some cause or supporters traveling to watch their team play will sing a song appropriate to the occasion. Singing helps to cover the miles of the journey. And it is interesting to note that immediately after Psalm 119, we come to that section of the book of Psalms where we have 15 Psalms referred to as the songs of ascent, which were more than likely sung by God's people as they made their way to the celebrations in Jerusalem. Pilgrims singing their songs of praise. As we journey through this life as pilgrims and travelers, it is our delight as the children of God to similarly sing. We've been doing that already here this morning. To sing songs that will respect and honor the word of God. For in the word of God, the way of salvation and Christian living have been revealed. Your statutes have been my songs. And the psalmist so desires to sing because the word of God is ever so precious. Let me suggest in closing very briefly A few reasons why the Word of God is so precious. First of all, the Word of God is precious because it reveals clearly the end of our journey. It has much to say to us about heaven. A place where, as Revelation 21 says, there will be a complete absence of weariness and tiredness. A place where there will be a complete absence of fear and danger, sin and sorrow and death. All of which will give way to life and to light, to peace and joy and eternity. The word of God is precious, secondly, because it contains all the directives that we need as to how to travel as we march to our heavenly home. And thirdly, like the psalmist, we say, your word has been my song, for the word of God runs over with promises to support us along the way as we travel. It contains all the prescriptions of God that we need in order to comfort us and to deal with the suffering and the losses and perplexities that we all encounter in the journey of this life. It is evident that the psalmist knew much 
of such support and comfort. The word comfort is mentioned by him in that section in verses 50 and 52. In verse 50, he says, This is my comfort and my affliction, for your word has quickened me. Verse 52, I remembered your judgments of old, O Lord, and have comforted myself. As the psalmist journeys on to heaven, he testifies to the goodness of God. He remembers the word of God. He takes great comfort in it. He sings of it. And as he does so, his spirit is lifted and he finds support in his time of need. There is a book that comes to me from one who spake of old, who calls with shepherd voice the flock, that wanders from the fold. There is a book whose pages white a wondrous love revealed, a love once wounded unto death, the wounds of sin to heal. There is a book whose promises I all my life may plead. They shine like stars above the night, of my exceeding need. There is a book whose pilgrim songs are sweetest songs of spring. I hope to sing them till the day when I shall see the King. That undoubtedly was the psalmist's testimony and desire. Is it yours today? Do you know the joy of salvation, of having been saved by the grace of God? Are you journeying on to heaven, being strengthened by the promises and the provisions of God's word? As the psalmist was, and by the presence and the power of God until that time when the pilgrimage in this life here will be over and the Lord will take you home to heaven, saved to sin no more. I trust that you are so journeying today and that wherever our paths may take us in this life, we will one day meet again in glory and be reunited with those who in the Lord have gone home before us. Those whom we have loved and lost just for a little while.